Hello, world, and welcome back to the Morning Geekdom Podcast. As always, I am your host, Anthony Matulin, and today I am joined by Damien. On today's episode, we will be discussing the films we watched in January. Uh, before we get going, I just want to let everybody know we are going to be discussing Polar, Glass, and Bird Box, and intentionally or unintentionally, we're going to spoil all of them. So if you don't want to be spoiled, uh, probably shouldn't listen. Damien, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. Back in the flesh. Doing well? Not doing well today? I'm doing okay. Is there a difference between okay and well? Um, we'll say maybe I'll say uh, kind of decent. Kind of decent. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Oh, kind of decent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, you have a belly full of DQ. Yeah. Okay. We so have, should, we've had a lot of DQ in a lot the last of DQ. 24 hours. A lot of DQ. When Damien comes back into town, we uh, that's the stop, right? Yeah. That's the must. What is the must thing you, you have to do when you're here? Yeah, we eat DQ. That's it? Yeah. I mean, usually multiple times. Yeah, I mean, we've had DQ twice in 12 hours? Uh, no, it's been a little, it's been longer than that. So 20? like six, six o'clock will be 24 hours. Okay. So, yeah. 19, I mean, 19 hours. We gotta ca- maybe DQ, we can catch a sponsor. sponsor. All the blizzards you can eat. It sounds like end of days outside of my house right now. Yeah, it's like cold and rainy and super windy. Yeah, outside. Southern California, just miserable today. Yeah. And I'm, if you guys hear any wind or storms, or if the podcast just you know cuts off, please send help. Please send help. <laughs> All right, so December, just December, January's been kind of a weird month for movies. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's worth like mentioning. I mean, hopefully this is obvious, but like two of these things are. Our Netflix movies, right? Right. So we're not talking about like theatrical releases. Well, the thing is, okay. So historically, the thing about January in in the movie business is they'll start re-releasing all of the movies that are up for awards. Yeah. You know, the smaller movies throughout the year, or the movies that didn't have big theatrical uh, releases during the holidays, will then come out now, um, so that they are still qualifying for the Academy Awards or whatever award show for 2018. Mm-hmm. But they're really looking to make money in 2019 because there's not a lot of competition in in January, mm-hmm. usually. Um, and then that's also when studios will tend to dump a lot of shitty movies. Because mm. then in February, you get obviously a, a push of like romantic comedies, like shitty movies that people are going to go see on Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. like Fifty Shades of Grey and bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. So we opted, instead of trying to find random movies to watch in the theaters, we decided to pull two Netflix movies. Um, before we get into what we actually watched, you and I have also recently watched... Uh, the Fire Festival documentary on Netflix, mm. and then I watched the one on Hulu. Uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, I thought they were, I, well, so I only saw the one on Netflix. I thought it was fantastic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do you, are, are we going into story time or no story time oh, on man. the podcast today? I don't, I don't know. We have, I have to think about it. I don't know if there's any like issues that I could get myself Yeah, into. I feel like it, you might yeah. be able to get into some issues. Okay. Yeah. So we're not going to talk about maybe, maybe or maybe not an encounter Damien has had with a gentleman on one of the Fire Festival yeah, documentaries. Yeah. Um, but, but anyways, um, so if you guys haven't watched either one, I would highly recommend them. Um, just, you know, be aware that there may be talk of sucking dick. Mm. <laughs> yep. Okay, that's it. Just mm, mm. yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know how we want to, how deep you want to get into the uh, the fire <laughs> festival documentary. They're fantastic. Yeah. I feel like there's a. I knew about it. We talked about this. I knew True. that the festival had happened. I, you know, I read a bunch of the news when like people were reporting that it was how bad it was going, and then I remember when the like picture went viral of the like slice of cheese on the bread or whatever <laughs> that like kind of broke everything. Cheese sandwich. Yeah. See, I, I, I guess I was super naive. I had never heard of the Fire Festival. Yeah. It's, I guess maybe it's not, it's not really my bag. I'm not into music festivals. And then I'm also not into like social media influencers. I don't follow any of those type of people. Uh, so I just never saw it. And I guess I didn't see it on the news or anything. So, you know, it hit me like, like it just happened when I saw the documentaries because everybody's talking about it. I'm like, well, who the fuck is this, this guy? And what is this about? And like, is Ja Rule still alive? Like, yeah. I didn't even know Ja Rule was alive. Did you? No, I, yeah, I mean, no, not really. I okay. mean, I knew that he was involved with this thing, but yeah, but, yeah that's yeah. it. 
All right. Um, yeah, go watch them. I recommend. Maybe maybe we'll do a, a pod, a recap of those because I enjoyed them so much. That could be, you, yeah. The it, Netflix one was amazing. And you got to watch the Hulu one. I do. Because that's where they actually got too. the Billy, whatever the fuck is, Billy McFarlane kid. Right. The sociopath. The sociopath. Scumbag. Um, but you got one of those Magnesia cards? No, I don't have one of those. Yeah, we got to come up on that. Yeah. I mean, I just like how they sound. Right. All right. So we're going to talk about Polar, Glass, and Bird Box. Um, I would like to talk about them in that order. Uh, so before we get into them, though, I want to say I enjoyed one of them quite a bit. Uh, I disliked one quite a bit, and then I was like, eh, one of them. Mm. Can you eh, quite a bit? Yeah, this is, I mentioned this yesterday. This is, you were talking about like the uh, movie review um, equivalent of like doing the uh, fuck, Mary kill exercise. <laughs> we're definitely going to do that. So yeah. at the end, we're going to do the fuck, Mary kill uh, to polar uh, glass and bird box and okay. we're going to see how that works out okay okay <laughs> i have a so you and i have not talked about any of these movies um at all yeah at all. i mean intentionally yeah. we haven't talked about these for that reason we want to so i don't know what you've enjoyed i don't know if you hated them all if you loved them all i have no idea how mm-hmm. you feel i i feel like i have an inclination on, on maybe how you feel on some mm-hmm. of them but mm-hmm. but i don't know all right. What do you think? We'll have to get into it. I mean, I feel like you have a good sense for what I, you know, might enjoy. So, okay. do you think I'm going to have enjoyed? I obviously just said I enjoyed one of them quite a bit. Do you think I enjoyed any of these? If I wouldn't have told you that, um, yeah, I, I feel like you would have been okay with, like, yeah, I would have been like, yeah, I enjoyed one of them. Okay. Thinking about you. All right. You thinking about me when you're watching these movies? Sometimes. Sweet. Just in general. Oh, yeah, I don't know if that's sweet or creepy or in between. A little column A, a little column B. A little column A, a little column B. I like it. All right, let's talk about Polar. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know what Polar is, it is a uh, based on a graphic novel called Polar. Uh, Polar Came from the Cold, <laughs> which is a... I don't know how I feel about that title. Kind of funny. He Came from the Cold. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's the that's the title. And by all indications, I don't know where they came up with the name Polar because there's nobody in the movie named Polar. Yeah. Right? Um, what I do know is that it has probably the the longest synopsis out of any of the movies we've done. Okay. Which makes me laugh because it's a fucking comic book movie that is from Netflix. You want me to read it? Let's do it. Okay. The world's top assassin, Duncan, is setting into retirement when his former employer marks him for marks him as liability to the firm. Against his will, he finds himself back in the game, going head to head with an army of younger killers. It's pretty much the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, right. You're good. I was like, okay, you don't really have to watch it after yeah, that. Yeah, podcast done. Yeah, we're good. Okay, moving right on. Moving right along. Um, what do you think this movie got on Rotten Tomatoes? It's got to be super low. Let's hear it. What do you think it got on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, if I had to guess, it's going to be, I'm going to say under 30. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty it's a pretty big, big guess, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. I would say under 30. 19%. Yeah, that sounds about right. I was going to say 25, and I was like, eh, let's go 30. Okay. It was directed by a gentleman named Jonas, or I guess it could be Jonas, right? Jonas uh, Ackerlund. I have no idea who that is. I don't know who that no, is. I, his IMDb, I got nothing. Um, all right, man. Before we even, I don't. Hmm, I'm gonna try to. I'm trying to trying to be able to put a caveat on this. I'm gonna have a hard time shitting on this movie because one of my favorite people in the world is in it, Catherine Winnick. Yeah. So I'm not shitting on it because she's in it. Simple as that. Like I'm just not gonna say okay. super negative things about it. Sure. Um, I didn't know what to expect. Okay, I, I thought like, hey, it could be could be fun, right? Netflix puts out good shit. Oh yeah, based on a graphic novel. I like uh, Mads Mikkelsen, the guy who's the who's the main main guy, Duncan. I enjoy him. Um, it's got like Johnny Knoxville in a cameo. It's got some random little cameo. I think Richard Dreyfus shows up, mm. right? Uh, Richard Dreyfus. Where where was he? He's the one who captures him. Isn't he the one singing in like the? He's the one who, when, when when Duncan goes back to the town, he's like the old guy doing like karaoke. Okay, that yeah, didn't occur to me at all. When yeah, I was Richard Dreyfuss from okay. fucking Jaws and everything else. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, it could be cool. The trailer was cool. And then I was like, I'm locked in because Catherine Winnick's in it. I'll see anything she's in. Okay, so yeah. so Lagatha from, from Vikings, I'm in. Um, I didn't hate it. It's not good. It's definitely not good. It's definitely not good. This movie would have made 14-year-old Anthony super excited. Yes. 
right? Yeah, 100%. It was... I, yeah, I don't know how to describe... Maybe you just described it the best way, which is, like, it's not a good movie, but at the same time, like, I didn't actually, like, not enjoy it. Right. Um, it was completely fucking ridiculous. Every single person in the movie wins the Jamie Foxx Award for overacting. Every, except for maybe Matt. Except for maybe except the for, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except for him. Everybody else. Everybody else. Just... <laughs> blows it out of the water with Jamie Foxx. I mean, Winnick isn't overacting, I don't think. Like, I she's not like given she a is. ton to do. Vanessa Hudgens, who's the, the neighbor, mm-hmm. um, is like, she's overacting in such a dramatic way yeah. where where everything is like scares her and startles her and she's just crying the whole time. It's just a big, everything's a big fucking deal. Yeah. Um, and then you have, so, so, do we want to go, you know, I can give a brief overview of like how I saw the story. So essentially the, the guy, Duncan, going into retirement, the, I don't know, is it a firm that they yeah. work for? Agency. Uh, yeah, the agency owes people money. So if the, if the hitmen die before they're 50, they essentially don't get their pension, right? Essentially what it is. And their pension's like $8 million or whatever it is. So the guy who's running the firm is setting killers out to kill the gentlemen who are getting ready to retire, essentially to take the money back and then to to pay his debts. Yeah. Um, the side story is there's a group of, the new group of young killers are psychopaths, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all kind of textbook, like, hey, you're going to be the attractive one. You're going to be the, I don't know, sniper. You're going to be like the crazy one. And so they send them out to go get Duncan, who's like supposed to be the most successful serial, not serial killer, but a hitman, right? Hitman, yeah, yeah. He moves to... Montana? Yeah, somewhere more okay. in the northern states. So Montana, he keeps having flashbacks because something is haunting him, right? Right. And he moves next door to Vanessa Hudgens in the middle of nowhere, who is the girl who... They never really talk about why she's all fucked up. Right. Um, but he befriends her, and then they, they have a relationship, not a, not, a, not a sexual or romantic relationship, just a friendship. And then the, the killers come out, contract killers come out to kill him. They can't kill him, so they kidnap said girl then he has to because all of a sudden he cares about her after like two days needs to then come in and, and save her right that's essentially the story basically and then there's a bit there's a big i'm doing air quotes big twist at the end which oh, wasn't yeah. a twist no it wasn't no um all the while Catherine winnick is like guess like high up at the the contract killer firm right and she's the one who's like setting them in motion even though she's not like the boss yeah i feel like she's like the administrative assistant to like the whole thing she does lick a stripper's ass she does yeah (laughs) god she's a smoke show she's not on a she's fantastic in in the thing she i do think that there was like definitely overacting i don't think that it was like of her volition (laughs) i think that it was because they probably told everybody like overact the shit out of it because it was everybody yeah yeah Um, nobody's worse than the main bad guy yeah than the guy who's like running um running the whole thing his name's blut by the way b-l-u-t okay blut or blute, I guess you could. That's blood, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, so, so Matt Lucas, um, everybody is going for it. Every the, single person. It's, it's true. Everybody except for Duncan. And, Correct. And the only other person who I felt like wasn't overacting, who I legitimately believed, uh, was Junkie Jane. <laughs> the, the, how do you know her name? I wrote you just it wrote down. it down. You're like I Junkie wrote. Jane. Was she part of the group? No, I think she was just like a like a roadie. Okay, the roadies. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So there's a ton of violence, uh, a yeah. ton of swearing, yep. ton of shit blowing up, yep. ton of slow motion bullets, and a fair amount of nudity. This is every like teenage boy's like go-to movie. Yeah, on paper it's fantastic. Yeah. The way I look at this is this would be like a teenager's version of John Wick. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, without the dead puppies maybe i don't know maybe it was like a teenager from like our generation i don't know that it's a teenager right now okay like it's the same thing but but i see what you're saying like i don't know that teenagers today are the same as like teenagers when i don't know for us i would have been pumped to see this movie at like 15 that's what i'm saying like yeah. for us yes yeah, boobs against that. glass right i'm in yeah guns explosions, guns, explosions yeah right. attractive women cursing right. some some chuckles some mm-hmm. cheap laughs Cheap laughs. Did they set it up like there's going to be a sequel? I know. There's no chance. There's no way. I got to imagine a lot of people watched this, though, on Netflix. Because it had a fair amount of, like, promotion behind it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, like, one of Netflix's superpowers. Um, And we'll talk about this later in in one of the other reviews. Mm -hmm. But, like, just where they are kind of positioned 
kind of like time and place in the world right now. Right. Um, capitalizing on like social media. But they push out a, a, a ton of obviously, you know, original content. And I don't really ever, some of the stuff I know about, some of the stuff I don't know about. Like some of the stuff you'll just see and you're like, oh, what's this? And you'll watch like, for instance, um, like the Ted Bundy documentary that just came out. I had never even heard that was coming out. Mm-hmm. But then like Polar, I knew was coming out for, I don't know, for a while. And that could be again because of Catherine Winnick and right. you know, I'm such a fan and I follow her on social media. So I've seen that she was filming that a while ago, like last June or yeah. July. But I don't know. They definitely set it up like there'll be a uh, a sequel with Vanessa Hudgens joining the the mix. I think they they probably would do that just to like sort of be safe because they don't know how it's going to perform and like yeah. that's basically Netflix's whole model is like do a bunch of shit, try it out. If it does well, you can keep doing it. Right. Like they basically are doing everything kind of just like a pilot type thing. That's true. That's true. And again, I don't know, you know, I don't know how much money this movie costs to make. I don't know any of that stuff. Yeah. So it could have done I don't know, like based on how much the the budget was and and I don't know how they I don't know how Netflix determines like if it's a success or not. You know, I have no idea what their their algorithm is for that. So, yeah, I mean, and I know obviously they have numbers, but For sure, but they don't but they, they don't, don't disclose any no, of that. They don't disclose stuff. any of that stuff. Yeah. They don't usually even disclose how much it costs to make. Right. All right, um, amateur hour here because your phone's going off. It's not my fault. It's an emergency alert, Uh-oh. flash flood warning yep. in this area till four thirty p.m. We're good, man. We just what is it? Uh, what is it? Battle down the hatches. What do you say? Batten down. Batten, bat- battle down. Batten down. Whatever. Yeah, this is like the flute, the <laughs> chimney flute. That's I didn't say that. <laughs> All right. So, would you recommend this movie to a friend? Would I recommend this movie to a friend? And I'm so excited about this because if you would, I would love to know how you explain this movie to somebody. I don't know who I would recommend this movie to. Well, you have brothers. If your brothers said, hey, I'm, I'm bored. Is there something on Netflix I should watch? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Somehow I'd have to like get to the conclusion of like, what are you in the mood <laughs> for? And is that you know mood TNA and like bad acting? Then... I mean, whole, okay. So I would question the bad act. Is anybody actually like acting... I never watched it, and I thought like there, it's terrible acting. I just thought they There's were overacting. overacting. Yeah, I think there's a different. Yeah, I think there's. A, I think there's a complete difference of that. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I guess I didn't. I, I mean, didn't nobody's think about it that way. Nobody's great, but like, like Mads, the main guy, I thought was fine. He's awesome, and yeah. he just looks super cool um, with like the hair yeah. and like the kind of like scratch, you know, scratchy beard. Yeah. and he's a super cool looking guy. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I guess I never thought about it that way. Um, yeah, it just like cheesy TNA action movie, mm-hmm. you know, think framed within a graphic novel. Right. That, that's probably like how I would describe it, which is what it is, I think. So I would ask you something like this. Okay. So there's, there's movies I know that you actually, you absolutely disliked, right? Um, you hated Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Would you rather watch this or Aquaman? I would much rather watch this. Than Did Aquaman. you enjoy watching this more than Aquaman? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I, I mean, I would think that they're both equally not great, obviously, um, but I would much rather watch this than Aquaman. Definitely. I can enjoy the kind of story arc of this. Um, I, I just, yeah, I just enjoy more of the performances. I thought this was actually a better performed movie, which sounds ridiculous, <laughs> than Aquaman. Well, than Aquaman? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. like, I, yeah, I could probably get down with that. Okay. Yeah. So you would, but you would or would not recommend this to somebody. There's a caveat. You would have to. Yeah, I would there. be like, just so we're clear, you know what you're getting into. Like, here's the you know high level, and yeah. if that sounds interesting based on what we've been talking about. Do you want to fu- watch like a, a fun, fast moving, like mindless movie? Yeah, a lot of shit blowing up, and like yeah. I said, some some TNA and and Catherine. You're really? pr- yeah, yeah, and at the end, you're going to be probably confused. That was the first thing I wrote down, by the way, after watching the movie, because I didn't take any notes during the movie. No. I, like, watched it on Netflix, and then the movie ended. I, like, tabbed over to, you know, to my, uh, to a different desktop where I have my, my notepad, and I was just, the first thing I wrote down was, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> so just confusion. Yeah, I was just, like, yeah, I was confused basically on all fronts, because there was, like, the, you know, the weird, like, twist at the end which wasn't really a twist and it didn't right. really tie in anything else and then just i don't know how to describe it other than like the whole graphic novelness of it um it is probably the most comic booky movie i've seen in a long time yeah like it looks like they just took shot for shot 
from the pages of the comic book or the graphic novel and just made them yeah, like yeah right yeah. into act, you know live action right all right um yeah i mean i'm, I'm kind of right there with you it's probably not something that i would necessarily watch again um but who knows i don't know but it's definitely not something i needed to take notes on like i got it i mean i, I wrote it the some, one time i'm good i wrote like, some no yeah i'm definitely not going to watch it again i wrote some things down because like i didn't want to i didn't want to forget no uh which which actually uh i didn't know if you thought about this at all but there was the I don't know he I'm sure he had a name I don't remember what it was but there's the of the like new crew of red or of, of assassins the redhead like, redhead kid right. who looks suspiciously like Hans Klopek from the Burbs dude it came with the frame yeah. he might have gone there yeah Klopek might have been the fucking become a contract killer right I yeah. was waiting for him to like have the same accent as well <laughs> it Didn't. came with the frame I can't do the accent yeah. but you know what I'm saying I know what you're saying man. But yeah. when are we gonna do a Burbs podcast? We yeah, we got to do it. It's got to be on the short list for like soon, right? We've got a ton of like '80s and '90s movies, yeah, like kind of you know that we that we could go you yeah. know, and talk about. But we got yeah, Burbs got to be towards the top of the list for sure. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, we're gonna. It might be a two parter. I can talk about it for a while. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so Polar, maybe wouldn't recommend to a friend. It definitely wouldn't be the first thing that I would recommend on Netflix. <laughs> All right, but uh, little Damien, little oh, yeah. you'd recommend it to fourteen-year-old Damien. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Shout out to Catherine Winnick. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Shout out to Catherine Winnick. Yeah. I. Mm-hmm. I got nothing else to say. All right. Not that she's listening, but Not, you know. Yeah. All right. Next movie we're gonna talk about is Glass. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Uh. Let me I'm, let me read the let me read the synopsis. Okay. Okay. Uh, security guard David Dunn uses his supernatural abilities to track Kevin Wendell Crumb, a disturbed man who has twenty four personalities. That doesn't. I mean that do, that's the first twenty minutes of the movie, but then there's other stuff going on. Yeah. It mentions no. <laughs> there's no mention of Mister Glass. Yeah. Kind of an important part. Kind of an important part. He's the mastermind of it, and it's named the movie's named Glass. Mm-hmm. Um. One of the largest differences between critics and audiences I've seen in quite a while. 36% critics, 70% audience, 76% audience. Hmm. Um, obviously, M. Night Shyamalan's, uh, I don't even know how many movies he's done at this point. It is the sequel, I guess it's the third part of a trilogy, yeah. um, sequel to Unbreakable and Split. I read the other day in a legit entertainment article by a legit writer that this was the sequel to Sixth Sense. And I've I've wanted to figure out how I could reach through the pages and punch the person in the head because that's just lazy. It's clearly Wait, not. They, a, did they give like a reason? Was there like a? It was just a throwaway line, but they were saying what this was a sequel to. It's not a sequel to Sixth Sense. It's no, a sequel obviously, to Unbreakable. That's, that's why I was. I'm just curious. Like, do they have like a legitimate? Yeah, theory Bruce Willis or was in both, and M okay. Night Shyamalan directed both. Right, right, okay. And they're fucking hacks. Yeah, <laughs> they're fucking hacks. <laughs> um, before we get into the movie itself. This is the one that I have no idea if you liked or not. Hmm. So you you've you've watched Unbreakable. Yeah. And Split. And no, I'm asking you liked Unbreakable. Oh yeah, yeah, I liked okay. it. Yeah. You've watched Split. Yeah. And um, yeah, I like that as well. Okay. So I I very much enjoyed Unbreakable, and I was shockingly surprised on how much I liked Split. Yeah. I was excited about Glass. You were super excited. I was super excited. Um, the trailers looked awesome. Yep. I have little faith in M. Night Shyamalan because his movies are so incredibly hit or miss for me. Um, they can be good or they can be just complete epic dog shit. Yeah. Um, the, my one caveat to this is I was super worried because it was coming out in January. And that's, you know, as we said, that's kind of purgatory for movies. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? I don't know how to answer this, and I've thought about it. Okay. Like, I just immediately after leaving the movie, I felt like super ambivalent. I was like, I don't, did I, I can't, I couldn't figure out if I liked it or not, I guess is what I'm saying. Okay. I just. And you saw it how long ago? I saw it opening weekend. Okay, so you saw it like the middle of the month. Yeah. I just saw it like three days ago, four yeah. days ago. Okay. So it's been a little bit since I've seen it. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I just. You still don't know if you liked it or not. I feel like I need to watch it again, maybe. Okay, you feel like you're missing something, maybe? No, I just feel like I need to, like, give it another shot, I think. Okay. 
So I, I can understand why critics didn't like it, right? It's a bit of a mess, yeah. right? The story's a bit of a mess. Um, the, the, the fluidity of it is, is kind of off. Like you, it, it doesn't really have like a good flow to it. Um, it's kind of herky-jerky. It just ends all of a sudden. Um, they, just like a lot of his stuff, he tries to be so ambitious, and then sometimes it just doesn't, doesn't work. You know, it doesn't doesn't end well. He doesn't understand. Like he has this grand vision, and he doesn't understand sometimes how to 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 make it kind of just flow from start to end. Right. right. Um, I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would because mm. now again I started off thinking I would I was really excited about it, and then but I had my reservations, and then I saw the reviews it was getting, and you know again I thought like okay well this isn't the movie that a lot of critics it's just not made for critics I think. Um, but watching it, I actually really enjoyed it. And the reason I think I enjoy it so much is James McAvoy as uh, the beast, essentially, the gentleman yeah. who has the 24 personalities, kills it. He is really good. Yeah, I think he's fantastic in this. Yeah. Um, what M. Night Shyamalan's trying to do in the story where he's essentially trying to, he's trying to build a universe, right? Yeah. Like this is supposed to be the origin stories now of a larger universe. You know, spoiler, the movie ends, all three characters die. And there's like a super group behind this that is essentially knows who, uh, superheroes are real and they're trying to make sure that they don't get out into normal like civilization. Yeah. So they're going and they're essentially not hunting them down, but they're trying to convince them that they're actually not superheroes, right? That's kind of the story. And then if it doesn't work, then they kill them. Kind of, yeah. It's like this Illuminati-esque group that's right. like, you know, secretly knows that these people exist and they're they're trying to do something one way or another to kind of control them or right. or kill them. And see, so so that wasn't a surprise to me, right? I kind of thought that Sarah Paulson the whole time was, something was wrong with her, right? What got me is that he tries to do the big twist at the end. All three die. And you think the first twist is, or you think the twist is going to be that Sarah Paulson and her group were behind this. And that they they know superheroes are are real and like you said the Illuminati, but then second twist because why is one twist enough? Um, the whole time that was actually all being recorded and is going to be pushed out into to media by Mr. Glass who's dead but who set it up. That wasn't a surprise to me. Um, the better surprise would be if they were all still alive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like right, right. the movie at that point felt too long. That was one of the issues I had with it. Like it should have been, and it was only two hours, but it should have been like 20 minutes shorter. It felt long. Yeah, I could see that. And I did not care for Bruce Willis in this movie at all. It de- he definitely didn't have the same feel. And maybe it's just because there's too much or maybe it was because he was overshadowed by um, the other split guy. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, actually, that, that probably was it, thinking back about it. like he, I feel like he, the other guy, and you know I'm bad with names. I James McAvoy. I always fucking mispronounce everybody's names. James McAvoy. Ma- McAvoy? Yeah. James McAvoy. All right. Yeah, he, yeah, like you said, I think he did kill it. And so, yeah, Bruce Willis just didn't. It's just he felt like, eh, a bit maybe underserved or yeah. underutilized. I feel like Bruce Willis was just like, let me catch a check. <laughs> like, I need a paycheck. Sure, I'll do this again. You're going to kill my character at the end? Sure. Like, let, let me just get a paycheck and I'm just going to go through the motions and I'm essentially just going to play Bruce Willis. Very, like, monotone and like, sad almost. I, I didn't get that impression. For me, it felt like more like, yeah, his his power is just, like, less exciting. And he doesn't yeah. have the, like, you know, evil genius mastermind that Sam Jackson has. Yeah, I, guess, I mean, I can see that, I guess. So, so James McAvoy, 24 personalities, which they only show, like, 12 or 13 of the personalities in this movie. Um, and then obviously the 24th is the beast. The fuck is the beast? Yeah, I don't know. They yeah. kind of describe him as like almost like a, like a guardian angel who came down because the, the, when he's not going through his personalities, he's Kevin and he was, it seems like abused by the, his father, right. Or abused by somebody. So Kevin is like the original person. Kevin's the original person. And right. then basically he, you know, manifested these other personalities as like a defense mechanism. Right, because the, something happens to him when he's a child. His father dies, right. obviously, but something happens where he has somebody abusive in his family or something. Yeah. And then he develops these personalities, and then the like end personality is they're all, um, it's almost like they're all servants to the beast, or, or he's yeah. their god almost. 
but he ends up being he they describe him as like a avenging angel almost right, right? yeah i don't i don't know what he's supposed to be right. or if he's just like supposed my initial thought or interpretation or whatever was just that he was kind of like just the the leader he right. felt like the the one you know most um invented to like protect kevin who right. needed protecting which is why he invented all these things but he's a but he's got like superhuman strength though, that's too. the part that i don't get yeah like okay. where did that come where did that come from <clears throat> that's that's right i forgot there's a third twist and the third twist is that kevin's dad was actually on oh, yeah, the yeah. train that mr glass derailed to see if there were you know the train that bruce willis was on and uh, to see if there were any superheroes on it so at the end of the day mr glass actually created the beast and um david dunn who, who's bruce willis yeah so he created both superheroes um did you enjoy any of the personalities more than more than others um you mean just like of any of the main characters no the, of, of the guy of of kevin the guy who has oh, 24 oh, personalities oh. um i like that i mean just like as a kind of blanket thing i like that there was you know more development with the beast it was you know you get to like kind of hear more from him right. and um and so that was cool I'm I'm amused by the kid, the like nine year old. I Hedwig. can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah, Hedwig. Fucking Hedwig from Harry Potter. Right. Yeah. yeah. He, he does that perfectly. He's so I can't even imagine. You know, outside of like the movie, just like the actual actor, I can't imagine the like mental fortitude required to be able to like change personalities right. and mannerisms and all that stuff. And then there's that one scene I think when he's essentially um, dying. And he goes through like twelve of the personalities within like four or five sentences. Yeah, um, which was cool. Uh, I think Hedwig is awesome. He made me laugh, especially like when he's dancing and he's like kicking fucking buildings for no oh, reason yeah. and shit. The creepiest part of the whole movie is when Kevin, so James McAvoy, is like supposed to be like the hot chick, and he's laying doing like yoga. And the, the, one of the, the workers at the mental hospital come in, and he's, like, rubbing his feet together. Dude, I was so creeped out. <laughs> I totally forgot about that it part. It fucking creeped yeah. me out. It made my skin crawl. Yeah. I don't know why. He was, was so creepy. good at that, too. Yeah, I was like, this motherfucker, like, he seemed like a serial killer at that point. Yeah. Creeping me out. He had, his, like, his shirt tied, and he was laying on his belly. And I, I know. Like, I do remember Dude. feeling, like, physically uncomfortable yeah. during I that. I was looking around, like, is there anybody else in this theater that, makes, that, that feels as uncomfortable as I do? Yeah. Okay. That was good. Um, so you still don't know if you enjoyed it? I don't know. I guess maybe talking about it more, because we intentionally haven't talked about yeah. it, like we said. There definitely were things that I, that I enjoyed during. Um, okay. And so, and so, yeah, like I definitely didn't, I didn't hate it. It wasn't like unenjoyable. I think maybe I just had to kind of like talk about it. I, and I do want to like see it again. I feel like I, I want to give it like another chance just to like, yeah. not, not as a redeeming thing, but just like I want to watch it again. I think like going in, I'm so, I'm so stuck on the, like you know, M Night Shyamalan's whole thing is like his like, I'm gonna put a twist into the end. Yeah, you know his shtick, right? And so it just feels like, eh, I don't know. There's there's something lost with with having the like same very kind of like formula, similar formula through through every movie. Okay. Yeah. So you would before you were you would say yeah go watch it you would definitely want to watch it again and kind of absorb a little bit more of it and see there's something you missing or something you know the nuances to it or anything like that in terms of like recommending it to other people yeah or just before you're going to be able to say like yeah i enjoyed it or not yeah i mean i want to watch it again before i can like kind of definitively say but yeah. i definitely like right now i would have no reservations with like recommending it to somebody okay just like yeah, you should check it out yeah i would say the same thing i you know you kind of know what you're going to get with with m night it's the same bag type of thing um you know like you said, you know what his shtick is. You know how he's going to film. You know how he's going to try to fool you. You know, he's like a magician. Yeah, you're waiting for his cameo. Right, his cameo. Uh, <laughs> his cameo kind of was funny, this one. It was. I thought. He's like, why don't you let, let your dad go on a fucking walk? Like, yeah. What's the big deal? Um, but yeah, I actually enjoyed it. And I, I think I would I would recommend it to people who, have you liked his stuff before? Yeah, okay, then go see this one. Definitely, you definitely. Know? And do you like James McAvoy? Yeah, then just see it for him. Yeah. Um, Sam Jackson was kind of like a throwaway a little bit in it. Kind of. Because the majority, he's not in the movie a ton, and a lot of the scenes he's in, he's supposed to be like catatonic almost. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a vegetable. Yeah, and then obviously he's not. 
But um, and then he's just playing Sam Jackson with hair, right? Right. Okay. Um, you want to move on to the next movie? Sure. All right. All right. So the next movie we're going to talk about is Bird Box. I I intentionally haven't seen this movie up until recently. Uh, I just watched this as well this past week because of my love for A Quiet Place and how everybody compared. All I have heard is like, oh, Bird Box, Bird Box, Bird Box. And then people are like, oh, this movie Quiet Place that copied Bird Box um, really bothers me. Yeah. And I had no idea that Bird Box was based on a novel. Did you? Yeah, I did. Okay. So I had no idea until looking into this movie for the podcast. Um, so we can, let me do the synopsis real quick mm-hmm. and uh, just a few details. Uh, synopsis is five years after an ominous unseen presence drives most of society to suicide, a mother and her two children make a desperate bid to reach safety. Those are not both her kids, correct? Correct. Do they ever? Do you ever find out which one is her kid and which one isn't? They allude to at the end that the little boy is her is her son. Yeah. And the girl is is I can't remember her name. The right, the woman. The woman. yeah the lady who dies that she takes. Right. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. But they're both not her kids. The two of them are not, Correct. yeah. But they is. refer to it in the synopsis that they're both their kids. Yeah. Um, 62% on, on Rotten Tomatoes across the board, which is which I find interesting that both critics and audiences both have said 62%. Uh, it was directed by a lady named Susan Beer. Hmm. Never heard of her. Based on a uh, 2014 novel by uh, Joseph Mallerman. I don't know. I, I don't know Joseph. Um, the... <laughs> So after this movie, after watching it, um, I love uh, Honest Trailers, and Honest Trailers just happened to put out a uh, Honest Trailer about this movie. Okay, I and didn't see that. The opening uh, question they ask in the trailer is is pretty much how I feel about this movie, and the the question is, what if Quiet Place was bad? <laughs> <laughs> I have seen that question online um, other places, and that's how I feel about this movie. Yeah. Let's let's talk about it. Yeah, I don't know. It felt like a super cheap knockoff of a quiet place. Okay. Um, yeah, just like it. Yeah, it felt it felt like a not as good version, but you know, still sticking with the like sensory deprivation kind of like idea. Okay, in my very biased opinion, um, I can't stand Sandra Bullock. Um, I've never been a fan of Sandra Bullock. I think that she essentially plays Sandra Bullock in every single movie Hmm. um, with different variations of accents. Um, Obviously, like early stuff, like Speed, she's great in. I mean, that was one of her first roles. I even liked her in that shitty Demolition Man movie with Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. Like, she's fine in that. Um, But as I think she's gotten older and then as my kind of taste in movies have, have evolved, I really can't stand Sandra Bullock. And I fucking can't stand her in this movie. She is so unlikable and just, ugh. <laughs> ugh. Ugh. Like, she is unbelievably unlikable. And if she mentions a fucking horse, she mentions mentions a horse like 12 times in the first like 15 minutes of this movie. That's true. And she's just, the way she talks to the kids, like, I get it, but you're a terrible human being. And I can't stand her. Yeah, I don't have as strong of feelings as you about anything, including <laughs> uh, Sandra Bullock. Okay. Uh, and so I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate her. I think she's like fine in certain things. I well, I don't. I mean, I don't know the woman, so I don't hate her. <laughs> I just can't stand her as an actress. That's what I'm saying. That's okay. what I'm saying. Obviously, neither of us know her, yeah, so I can yeah. only refer to her in the yeah. capacity. She of, could like, be a lovely an woman, and by all accounts, I'm sure she is. She might be. Yeah. She might not be. Uh, who knows? Yeah. I just don't care for her as an actress. Right. Um, I do agree with you that like she seemed like she was super unlikable. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly with the whole kids thing. And she's just like, I don't know. She's like, why are you such a dick? Yeah. Uh, it seemed unnecessary. Like, yeah. I think the guy at the end, um, the gentleman who plays Tom, who's like, ends up being uh, like her lover at the end, right? He says it best. Like, why are you treating the kids this way to keep them alive? Like, if you're just going to be an awful person to them, like, we should just all die. Like, let them die. What's yeah. the point? Like, what's the point? Yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's the way I feel about the whole movie. Like, what, what are you living for? What's the point? You're just living to live because right. you seem miserable. So what's the point? Yeah. You know, and I'm not going to compare it to Quiet Place because, and I don't know the source material for, for Bird Box. I haven't read the book. Didn't even know it existed until like four days ago. Just comparing the movies, they are night and day. Like everybody in A Quiet Place is likable. They're relatable. Um, they are living for their family. They're living for each other. 
This movie has none of that. They're all terrible human beings. Every single person, with the exception of Tom, who ends up dying at the end, every single person is terrible. Every person in that house. And how the fuck does Machine Gun Kelly get cast in in this movie? I don't know. <laughs> but they're all incredibly unlikable. John Malkovich, unlikable. The, yeah. You know what? The only other person I found that I was like, okay, is B.D. Wong. The guy who, it's his house, and then he ends up thinking like, oh, let me look at them through... Uh, like cameras and see if it works the, on the screen. Yeah, yeah, on the screen. The uh, Law and Order guy and the bite your tongue. He's the dude who's creates the fucking dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Yeah, I mean he's got a laundry list of things. I but just think it's random. You just pulled the fucking. That's what came he's to mind. The, uh, the what's he? What's he? He's doing like the autopsies, right? Yeah, I thought yeah. he was like a forensic. Forensics guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, thank you. I was gonna say the mortician, but definitely, <laughs> definitely not. The NYPD doesn't have morticians on. Uh, no. Anyways. Yeah, dude, I didn't, I didn't like it. There's so many issues with the movie. Yeah, everybody, like you said, everybody in the house is a terrible human being. Starting with John Malkovich. Right, and, then, and they're all super one-dimensional. Uh, one you find thing. out immediately who they are, and they fit that like basically throughout the entire movie. They all, like the script said, hey, we need this type of person, yeah. this type of person, we need to fill out the house, right? And that's who they're all going to be, and there's not going to be any differentiating you know, actions by them. They're all just going to be... This kind of carbon copy, this very, like you said, there's no, they're, they're not dynamic. There's no other, they're just that person. Yeah, and that's, right. that's their personality and that's who they're going to be. There's no right. development in them at all. Right. There's no backstory. Not, like, you know, there's, yeah, they're exactly. There's no development. Nobody changes. They just are kind of who they are throughout the time that they're alive. Yeah. What, so what the fuck are the, are these monsters supposed to be? Because I have such an issue with, okay, pretty clear cut right off the bat. They are something because they're they're an entity of something, right? Because birds can sense them. Right. They are. It's they they kind of show when they're coming around by the birds and kind of like moving trees. So there's like some force behind them, right? They can. They're obviously making you see something, mm-hmm. some reliving something in your past, or you seeing your your family that's passed away. Something that's making you kill yourself. But then it turns into they can actually move things. They move the car. At the end, she's afraid of them because, like, she they're running as fast as they can because they're coming. Like, so what are they? Are they these, they can do whatever they want? Are they only hurting you visually? Are they actually being able to hurt you physically? Like, I had a problem with that, too. Yeah, I agree. There was something weird about, like, so yes, I get the, like, staying inside so that you don't have to, like, constantly have the blindfold on. But otherwise, it seemed like there's nothing that they can physically do to you. Like, you have to look at them. Until, like, halfway through the movie. And it turns out they can. And Right. Like they're, they're driving the car, they stop the car, they shake the car. Only there, though. That no, never but then like at the with... end of the movie as well. Like yeah. she's physically afraid of them at the end of the movie. They are running for their lives trying to get to the, the, the um, I don't know, what is that school that for, like, for blind yeah, children? Yeah, yeah. Because they are worried about that they're going to get them. Like she, they're physically like banging on the door like let us in, let us in, let us in. Right, but if that's you, what I didn't understand. Like, I don't, there's saying. no reason to do that because it doesn't seem like they can. There's no evidence to indicate that they can physically hurt you, other than the whole car situation. Right. Like, nobody outside is getting hit, or no, right. they haven't seen anything. It's always just like you see the thing, it makes you go crazy, and you kill yourself. But that, and that's where my problem is. They, they just they, they put in place all these rules right right off the bat, but then they don't follow the rules through the movie. They just kind of break the rules for whatever makes the movie move how it should. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't give a fuck as much of the backstory of when they're in the house. Like, I want to see what happens on the river. And the river is like 10 minutes of the movie. Right. Right? Well, it's like 10 minutes of the movie, of like movie time. But in like, you know, real time, it's like 40 hours or something like that. Right. Split up 10 minutes in a two-hour movie. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just have so many problems with... They, they, again, set up rules, they, they tell you what the rules are of these movies, and then they break them just so that they can move the movie along, and they kind of do whatever they want. And it's, it's just bad movie, mate. It's bad storytelling to me. Yeah. Don't establish rules and then just be like, oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. They can actually move cars, and then my characters are actually going to be afraid of them. And they allude to, there's a reason, like you said, that they're afraid of them, but they never tell you what those are. Right. And then, okay, so the problem... Not the problem, but at the end of the day, the only people that aren't affected by these monsters are like the mentally ill, right? Well, I think it's not. I don't think it's a mental issue. I thought it was just vision, wasn't it? Right, but but they make they make a comment in the movie that that 
um, people from the insane asylum essentially, or the, the hospitals, mental hospitals have gotten out. So then they allude to those are the people who are, who are the ones like when they, when they let the guy in, he tells them he was with people from the mental hospital yeah, and that they're the right. ones who are forcing people to like lift up their, their, right, you need to look at their it. blindfolds. Yeah. yeah. So they're affecting them somehow. They're not affecting them to the point where they'll kill themselves, but they're affecting them to the, like where they do their bidding essentially. Right. And then at the end of the movie, that's who kills, uh, you know, Sandra Bullock's boyfriend or whatever is, is some guys, right? Who That's what it seems like. They're just cruising around. Right. So I don't know, man. I just And they even, they even make the comment um, with the guy in the supermarket. Remember, there's the guy who's trapped, and they ask the other guy who works there who's with him, and he's like, oh, he's okay. Like, he's a little slow. He, like, banged his head one time. That's right. That's right. And then, so the mentally handicapped in this movie are the fucking enemy. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're the enemy because there's yeah there's something that They're allows props. them right yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, did you that, like this movie? No, I didn't like it. Okay. Um, did, yeah, I, I didn't like it. Did you like this movie less than all the other movies we watched? Yes. Okay. I like this movie the least. Agreed. Yeah, by by quite a large margin. Why are people so pumped on it? Have you talked to anybody about this? Because this movie, it was like a cultural phenomenon at the beginning of this year. It, it was. It was everywhere. It was, and that's like a separate thing that, that I was going to mention, um, but which we can circle back on. But everybody that I talked to had like not seen it yet. Okay. So like people from work and friends or whatever, like nobody, because I, I, as soon as I watched it, uh, I like immediately went to work and was like, have you guys seen this? And everybody was like, oh no, I haven't seen it. Like I heard about it. Like, is it good? So do you think it was just like social social media? Because they all had like the, the bird box challenge, you know, where people were being blindfolded doing things. Yeah. You think that's people just only know of it because of that? Yeah. Social media? That's that's hmm. the thing that I was just gonna bring up is like immediately after watching the movie and like realizing that I I disliked it so much. Right. Is I felt like I was tricked. I felt like like all the shit on the internet and like with the memes that right. came out and like how viral it went. Um, it made me like, it forced me to go like, I need to watch this because you know, I I'm not going to understand the memes right. unless like I get the reference. And that's the only reason we put it on this list is yeah. because we were having, I was having a hard time. You and I were discussing like, Hey, what movies are we going to watch this, this month? And there just weren't a lot. And I was like, all right, well, what about this bird box movie that everybody's talking about? Yeah. And again, I'm not a Sandra Bullock fan, so I don't seek out her movies. Um, I think that the people who are so excited about, like, she's a movie star. Like, Sandra Bullock is a bona fide movie star, and people will go see her movies because she is in it. Yeah. So I think those people are predominantly, like, who have been really excited about this movie. I, don't, I, just, I think that's an older crowd. It is. It is, for sure. But, but it, like, all this all this shit on the internet, like, the with the memes and how, like, viral it went, that's definitely not from an older crowd. That's Yeah, that's a separate, that's a separate thing. Yeah. Um, but I think that when she's cast in a movie... You know, there is a certain crowd, like she carries weight and they'll go see the movie. Um, no, I agree with you. The, the, the separate memes and this kind of social media, uh, everything that was behind that is could be any number of different things. Um, and Netflix, like you said, Netflix is a fucking world beater, man. They can, yeah. they can do whatever they want and they can create things like this. Well, did you hear there was some theory which later was like allegedly they kind of like dismissed or whatever, but Debunked. that like... Yeah, debunked, if you will, but that uh, Netflix had like gone through and used like a system of bots to create all these things, basically to like force the the memes and the like for it to go viral. Would that be surprising? No, it wouldn't be surprising to me at all, especially yeah. just knowing like again who they are and where they are in the industry and and how they're positioned, right. uh, and knowing that the audience that they have kind of like captured of of being like a younger crowd. Sure. The, the stuff that I briefly read, and I think I read like, you know, um, a couple of paragraphs from a couple of different articles, definitely not the whole things, but they were saying that like um, it, it didn't, it, it wouldn't actually pan out or it couldn't be true because of the accounts, you know, were probably just like low follower accounts uh, or whatever. But, hmm. but I, it seemed interesting <laughs> to me. And like I said, it played into the whole, like, I felt like I was, uh, I got bamboozled. Right. Like I hoodwinked. Got Willy Wonka, man. Yeah. Run amuck. Yeah. Run amuck. Yep. Hoodwinked. Yep. I don't like it. No. But we saw Felt it. bad. God. Yeah. I, uh, so you wouldn't recommend this to people, I would imagine. Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, yeah, it just... it. So when, when movies... You know, I'll, I'll bring back bring up Quiet Place again. When, when a movie like that I'm so invested in and I enjoy so much, I get upset 
um, when people mention other movies that are the same quality and they're not. Right. Um, so instantly, and you know, I can, I can honestly say this, I go into this movie already like it's probably not going to be very good or holding something against it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I've had my mind changed like number of different times. But right from the get-go, man, it just didn't, it didn't capture me. It doesn't, didn't have any kind of charm to it. It was, nobody's likable. Um, I don't know what the consequences are for people in the movie because everybody's dying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's no real, I'm not invested in anybody. I don't care about any of the characters. I don't care about the kids even. Um, so I, yeah, I just, I really just didn't enjoy it. And I just think it was, it was lazy, lazy storytelling and the book could be something completely different the book could be awesome you know we're not discussing that sure um but yeah the film i just think is lazy i don't think it does a good job and it's interesting i'm interested to talk to tyler about it because he really really liked this movie. oh really mm-hmm. did, so, did he like a uh, quiet place um i don't know if he's seen a quiet place or not we haven't discussed that i mean he and i have we we have there's considerable amount of movies that we have different disagreement disagreements yeah, on um for, sure. for instance like he loved last jedi Okay. Um, you know, it's well documented how much I hate that movie. It is. Um, and he thinks I hate that movie because I'm too invested in Star Wars, which is not, I don't think that's the case. I think that I can, I can tell you why I don't like it as a Star Wars movie, but then I can tell you why I don't like it as a, as a film hmm. by itself. Sure. You know, um, where this one, taking Sandra Bullock out of it, you know, my dislike for her as an actress, I just think the story is lazy, completely lazy. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And again, the... The, none of the characters are likable. And you have like decent actors. The only character that's likable is Tom, and he's not even on it that He's not in the movie that much. Right. Yeah, I don't, I mean, the, yeah, the dislike for everybody because they're just bad humans. Um, you know, the, the laziness with like, what are these things? And it only thing, you know, they can, they can manipulate physical things like only when it's kind of convenient to move the movie along. Um, yeah, and just, I don't know, little things. Like the dude, this, for whatever reason, one of those things that like kind of bothered me, the dude who was like locked in the supermarket or whatever for like four days. Right. Um, you know, you can't like, you can't be in there locked up in a room without like food and water. Maybe assuming he had food, I guess. Yeah. But like for four days and then he's like super strong, still whatever. Yeah, and why why is he super strong? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like it just, everything sort of just like, I don't know, felt like this is what needed to happen to make it things keep moving yeah and see even with that that's that was lazy to me too because is he so he's been i'll just use the word infected right he's been infected by whatever these things are and so that the, he gets he pulls a guy in there and then they allude to he kills him but why they've never killed anybody like the mentally ill people that are doing these these you know aliens demons whatever they're bidding they're not killing people they're just making you take your mask off and then you're killing yourself but they allude to like they he crushes his head against the wall or something like that. But yeah. why again? You set up these rules, and then you deviate from the rules. I don't understand. Right? Yeah, felt lazy. Super lazy. Yeah. Super lazy. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's just so there's there's we could go on and on about it about things I, I disliked Didn't about like it. it. Um, but it's something honestly that i would tell people like i I don't know that i would not recommend it to certain people though either because i think this has an audience that would enjoy it and i think this might be something that you and i just by and large don't enjoy i mean it has 68 percent on rotten tomatoes which means that most of the audience have you know has liked it um so i think i would still recommend it to people but i would just you know the caveat of like yeah i didn't really enjoy it that much but something maybe you would like yeah, I could see that. I mean, when I talked to people, I told them like, oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it. Um, if you, you know, actually, so I, the people who asked me, I said that I didn't like it, but then I, you know, immediately followed it up with a question to them of like, have you seen A Quiet Place? Right. Um, Cause like, I would recommend that if, if you're interested at all. Yeah. Um, but you should watch, you know, you could watch both. You could definitely watch both. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought the twist at the end was kind of not really interesting either yeah you know that they that she ends up the reason that that she's leaving her home and and uh going on this river with the children is to get to what she what has been claimed as be like a safe haven and it ends up being a school for um uh blind kids right Mm -hmm. and then they have essentially the blind kids are not affected by it um and then they have essentially like a massive, massive greenhouse, I guess is kind of what it is. Yeah. That then all the kids can live in and play and be like normal because those things cannot penetrate into the greenhouse. And then they have like a number of birds who even if they were would be able to warn them. It was again kind of like 
well, I don't know why the fuck are you safe now? Like, I don't, I right. get it kind of, but like, you could have just done that in your house too. Yeah. Also, <laughs> right? like, is this whole place sustainable? It was a school. It wasn't set up as like a farm and it's in the woods. They're not yeah. Like, why is there, a, why is that school where it is? Yeah. I don't know. It's like down the river. <laughs> like you got to go on this, like a uh, yeah, rapids, right? You need, you need Helen Hunt to take you to get to the blind school. Helen Hunt. Yeah. Isn't that uh river wild? No, I think that's Michelle Pfeiffer. What? I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I don't know. This yeah. is derailed quickly. Derailed super quickly. I'm going to look that up. Okay. What am I? What's the movie with Meryl Streep and, and Kevin Bacon? Meryl Streep and Ke- I thought Kevin Bacon was in that. I think that's Meryl Streep, bro. It's definitely not Helen Hunt. What? Definitely not Michelle Pfeiffer. This is not Dangerous Minds. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah, I had, I had a whole lot of problems with that as well. That, mm. that, that the, the, the school is like in the middle of nowhere. Oh, Meryl Streep. Yeah, you're right. I, I see I'm bad with names. You're good. For all you people who like no names, whatever, <laughs> suck it. No, but I'm I mean, bad with names. to be honest, you, you, I mean, to be fair, you got the names right. They just weren't in that movie. Helen Hunt is an actress. She's in Twister. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, who I said, is an actress. Number of different things. Meryl Streep, arguably the greatest actress of all time in that movie. With, with Right. Who doesn't, don't they kidnap her son? Isn't she like an instructor for white white water rafting? Yeah, we are so far off yeah. the rails. Anyways, whatever, man. That's how it. I happens. got the name of the movie right. Did you? Yeah, River Wild. River Wild. Okay, maybe we'll have to do a pod about that. <laughs> maybe I don't know. We're yeah. gonna run out of movies eventually. Nah, probably not. All right. So just to circle back, <laughs> you would recommend it, possibly, maybe, or you would recommend a Quiet Place. I would recommend it with a caveat of like, hey, I didn't really like it, but you could watch it. Yeah, I would do something similar, like, yeah, I didn't really like it, but people did. Um, so <laughs> feel free to check it out, form look your own up, opinion. Look it up on the interwebs. Right, People exactly. liked it. Um, rank the three movies. What did you like the best, the least? You know what? Scratch that. Mary fuck, kill. Okay, okay. Um, God, what does it mean to fuck a movie? Well, I mean, you understand. <sighs> Are we going to get into, like, <laughs> you understand the rules of the game. Right, this is like... You have to equate them to like... Yeah, this is like the people. one that you want to spend forever with. Correct. The one that you, Seems like it would be you fun. want to die. Yeah, right. and, then, and then the like, this is a, a hot take. You want me to give it to you right now? You go ahead. Okay. Uh, I marry Glass, I fuck Polar, and I murder Bird Box. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's, that's basically what I was thinking. Yeah. Like for sure I was thinking you fuck Polar. Yeah. Yeah, without question. <laughs> Without um, question, and based on what we were talking about, Bird Box needs to go. Correct. So, so you're, you're by yeah. tr- by process of elimination, glass is there, which is usually how it works. Like you're forced yeah. into a decision. Somewhere yeah, yeah, that, we, and that's how it should be. Right. Okay. I like this. This Done. is going to be. We're adding this into the pod. You're welcome. You're, you're welcome, world. <laughs> All right. Um, so, is it a fair assumption to say that glass you like the best, polar was middle, and then Bird Box was based on your MFK? Yeah. Uh, I, I know you hate you hate these questions. I know, but I like them. I know you do, and I like you like making, to you like to compartmentalize everything. I do. Everything should be um, on a list, and you should be able to. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I disagree with, and why it's difficult. Because I live in a gray space. I know, but but I want opinions, and that's why I like <laughs> having your podcast. Um, we can't, should we just have the gray space podcast? The gray space. Yeah, the, like, the thing is, like that podcast is boring. It's gonna be like, eh. <laughs> right? Eh. It was, it was okay. It was kind of decent. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Meh. Yeah. Dude, uh, we we got a new segment. Damien presents the gray space. The gray space. Okay. Whiteboard it. Okay. All right. We're going to work on that. <laughs> uh, fuck. What was the original question? <laughs> Glass you liked the most. Polar was in the middle. Bird box you liked the least. Based on your MFK. I think that is a fair yeah, assumption. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Or a fair assessment. Right. A fair assessment. Okay. Um, did you like that I got through all the synopsis without really fucking up? I've been working on my words. <laughs> you, like, I've been you, working on my, my brain. Does that, what does that mean? You've been reading? No. <laughs> sure. I can read. <laughs> I can read. Uh, all right, dude. Uh, I'm, you know, you know how I am. I, I, you know how I feel. I love it when you're down here and we do these in person. It makes me laugh. I have a good time doing them. Uh, what's next? What are we doing next? I don't know. What are we doing next? We just fucking watched it last night. Oh, John Wick. John Wick, yeah. chapter one. Chapter one. 
first time seeing it first, however many years yeah. at, for me anyway i know yeah. you saw it yeah. however many years after it came out right. i uh watched it for the first time damien's never watched john wick until last night until literally last night we watched it he enjoyed it to the point where then i had to go purchase john wick 2 so he could watch that tonight before he goes back to uh to san francisco area yeah um so that's gonna be next week's podcast super excited about it guys um so thanks for being on man yeah man for sure yeah. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, something I, I really like to ask everyone to do is, is we could really use some rate and reviews on iTunes. So if you guys could give us a, a positive review, that would be appreciated. And we will see you next week. Shout out to Gary Oldman and shout out to Catherine Winnick. <laughs>